verse number 1. Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 1. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. I'm not going to try to be a theologian with you, but I think there's some common sense here. It says the sons of God, that would be you and I, church people. I'm a child of God. Being a male, I would be a son of God. Jesus was a son of God, but I'm a son of God. It says here that the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Now, the daughters of men would be those who had been born on this earth that were not daughters of God yet. So it was the sons of God. It was the Christians marrying the non-Christians. I'll read the verse again. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. God now signs the death wish of mankind. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, that the sons of God, there they are again, came in unto the daughters of men, there they are again, and they bared children to them, uh, the same become mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace and the eyes of the Lord. Now these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Just quickly. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth. And God said to Noah, At the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Father in heaven, probably not a real good story, is it? It's hard to believe that only six chapters of the Bible had expired. And you destroyed all of mankind. Lord, you help us tonight to reap from the knowledge of others. Lord, I don't think I have to make all the mistakes by myself. So, Father, help us to learn from thy word, for thy word is truth. Love you tonight. Thanks for being so gracious to us. For Christ's sake, I pray at Thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You know the verse, don't you? It's a salvation birth, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by, next word, grace. 
For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, as a man should boast. Now listen. For by, what's that third word? I heard the singer say it tonight. Before the foundation of the world. Before there was a mankind. Before there was a salvation. There was God. For by grace are you saved. Is mankind saved? Is there a salvation? Is there a Calvary? Is there, is there for by grace? God's a gracious God. I understand everything you and I need to know is in the totality of this word of God. I know that. It's unfathomable. Watch this. You cannot put the behavior of God in one book. If you try to know God, know God, his precepts, his laws, his commands, yes, and I'm not being heretical here, but I'm just saying the very behavior of God. I'll give you a word. Be ye holy, God says, for I am holy. Be ye, what's that word? Holy, for I am holy. I enjoyed the fellowship of the men today because they were men of God. I'm not a golfer, and that's by, I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of a joke out there. First time I hit the ball, went like three feet. They thought I made a mistake. Oh, no, that was a good shot. (laughs) Second time I hit the ball, went like four feet. Uh, I'm not not a golfer. I I didn't care. I had nothing to prove. I just enjoyed the fellowship. See, it wasn't the golfing that got us along. It was just me enjoying being around men of God. God wants to enjoy being around us. Here's a good thought. Are we holy? Have we even strived to be holy? Be ye holy. Holy, for that's who I am. That's how I am. If I want to be close to God, I've got a desire of wholeness about myself. And I hope the scriptures here will help us. And a comment was made just the other night about our world. And so much of the world believes that we need to try to be like the world to reach the world. What's this? We're not here to reach the world. We are here to help the world. And the world is looking for something different. See, the, the world is looking for a marriage that works. The world is looking for a friendship that, that sticks to one another. The world is looking for a church that's real and sincere and not here to exploit the people and just have numbers. They're, they're, they're looking for something real. And to have that, was just, we have to be different from the world. Now listen here. For you to ever make a difference, you have to be different. You have to be different. Oh, I'll go back to last night. And why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? And why do we do this? Because we're different. He wants us to be a peculiar people. He wants us to be a different people. We need to walk to the beat of a different drum. He wants us to walk with God and have the Holy Spirit guide us. And he says, I want you to be that way that the world can see you in the works that you do. I think we lost that concept. We, we want to be like the world and enjoy the world and hobnob the world. They'll all get along. Then they'll get saved. And God said, no, 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 that's not the way it works. 
A different man will be a difference maker. And the world is looking for that difference. We learned in the Bible about Noah. I love Noah. Noah's the first superhero of the Bible. Noah did not build a boat. Noah saved the world. He really did. Noah saved the world. I like that about Noah. Uh, you talk about uh, Bob Jones would say this. You can measure man's character by what it takes to stop him. What's this? The entire world was against Noah. I mean, you talk about a great man, a superman. It was Noah. He saved the world. In those last days, the Bible says that there was wickedness, immorality, and uh, apathy, and worldliness. And I think about all those things. I think about only six chapters and God destroyed the Bible. And I think about you and I. We live in such a world today. I think about the, the naval base, people going on shooting people, going to the mall and shooting people, and driving by houses and shooting people, and, and adultery and fornication and wickedness. I think, how much worse can we really get? I mean, how much, how much worse... A horrible living. Can we actually have before God says, I'm just, I'm just sorry. How many people in this town? Let me ask you a question. Honestly, honestly, just, just think about it. Out of 54,000 people in this town, how many told God they love him today? How many told God, in fact, how many even recognized he was a God? So God looks on the town of the 54,000, and there may be a, a few hundred. But when the odds come out, you look at the world, folks, how are we doing? And this is the most Christ-like nation on the face of the earth. This isn't India. This isn't Russia. This isn't China. This is America. And when America loses her light, this world is in a lot of darkness. They need someone to make a difference, make a difference, make a difference. The Bible says, for a reason, God destroyed the world. I'm not arguing about those. Number one, they had interspiritual marriage. Well, why did God destroy the world after six chapters of the Bible? Because he saw the sons of God marrying the daughters of men, and they were having children pretty soon. They're all out of church. I mean, you hope, I tell you what now, my son, bury a married woman, and my daughter, bury a married man, you know, better do that. Okay, that's pretty tough, isn't it? Watch this. God said there's one worse than that. And that's when a Christian, a son of God, marries a non-Christian. See, we throw our head up about interracial marriage and intergender marriage, but uh, we ought to get back to the scene about being an inter-spiritual marriage also. Because the reason God destroyed, number one reason was that we had inter-spiritual marriage. Number two, man's wickedness was great. We're there. Number three, every imagination and thought was evil and, and violent and continually. Before I go on to one thing, can I just say this? The world only looks good. For everyone here, the world only looks good. I, I know everyone's going to make a decision. Do I going to live a Christian life or a worldly life? For no man can serve two masters at any time. I like that verse. For no man, there's no exceptions there either. No man can serve two masters. For either he'll love the one and hate the other. And that bothers me. Because if you don't really get in and love God, which is one day you'll hate him. You'll hate church. You'll hate the rules. You'll hate mom. You'll hate dad. You'll hate everything about it. Walk out the doors and never come back. And that grieves my soul. I'm from that side. I'm coming to this side. You're trying to pick up my shoulder to the other side over there. Everyone was evil. But Noah was different. Can you go back to the passages real fast, please? I'll get into the message. Noah was different. Would you look, please, at verse number 9? These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Know the plurality there. And Noah walked with God. I love that. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. 
Grab your attention for a minute. God came to Noah. He was 480 years old. And he said, I'm going to destroy the world. Let's just stop for a minute. God came to Noah and said, I am going to annihilate the world. And I'm going to give you 120 years. That's it. Ever think about that? He said, Noah, I'm going to have you build a boat, an ark. And Noah, I'm going to have rain come down out of the sky. Never had happened before. I'm going to have rain come up from the lands. And, and the fact that rain and, that, and all that water is going to come and flood the entire earth. And I want you to build this boat. And, and that boat will be the salvation of the world. You know the story. I know the story. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and they had also wives, and Noah had a wife, so eight people got on that boat. That's what we know. Ever think about those 120 years? I think Noah goes to his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I got something to tell you. God, God is going to destroy the entire world. What, Dad? God is going to destroy the entire world. God tell you that, Dad? Yes, son. Yep. Honey? Honey, I got to tell you something. God God spoke to me the other day. God's going to take the world. What do you mean take the world? God's going to destroy the world. What do you mean he's going to destroy the world? God God is going to cover it with water and He's going to destroy everything. God tell you that, Noah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about Mrs. Noah walking away. My husband walks with God. Shem, Ham, and Japheth went back home, told the wives, Your dad's crazy. My dad walks with God. Hmm. That's a big statement now, isn't it? I don't know how long it started. They found the place, maybe a, a low lying plain that they ha- had plenty of room right there to bring all the wood and all the, all the building materials in there. And, and God gave the blueprints and they saw how long it was and how wide it was and how tall it was. And uh, We've been through the dimensions and other messages and you know about all those. And I, I started thinking about them building this ark. And, and then I, I have to think about the, this the daily grind, 120 years. I think Moses got up and they maybe had that shiny piece of metal that was all pounded out. And he could see his reflection. He looked up there and he, and he pulled himself back and he put the water in his face and he looked up there in the morning and said, you know something? I'm going to save my family. 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 
He walked out that day and, he, and went to some wooded area and started cutting down trees and, and Sham and Ham and Japheth and they started cutting them down and started rolling them down there to open plain and, and they got some lumber down there one day and, and they went home and they were tired and they had a meal and they went to bed and they woke up the next day and Moses, Noah said, you know son, I'm going to save my family. 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 I know what they're talking about out there, but I'm going to save my family. I know what they're calling me out there, but I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. Hey, it's not about the preacher. It's not about the uh, pope. It's not about the religious guy. I'm going to save my family. But that's what God told me to do. I know it's coming to an end. I know the world's going to be over. I know one thing, though. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. And he went to work that day, and he took down some more trees, and he rolled them on down there. And pretty soon, after maybe five or 10 or 15 years uh, of getting all the lumber all ready, uh, he went down there. He said, now we got to skin these things. And, and sons, here's how you do that. And they started uh, uh, branching those trees, uh, uh, what they call cutting those trees, uh, and getting all the rest of that, and skinning those trees. Uh, and now we're going to start going and getting that flat side on them. And they got tired, and they got worn out, and they went home and had a meal. And they got up the very next day and said, you know, so I'm going to say, my family. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. Do you understand what the crowd's talking about? Hey, Noah, what you doing? Uh, well, I'm building a boat. What's a boat? I'm building an ark. What is that? It's a big old thing. What are you building that for? There's no water around here. I know the water's coming. Oh, sure, Noah, where's water coming from? Uh, God told me water's coming from the sky. Water had never come from the sky. Uh, you're, a, you're a quack, Noah. You're a fool, Noah. You're a wacko, Noah. And I don't care what anybody says. We're not following you. Hey, Noah, there's something wrong with you. Noah got up the next morning. Here's what he said. I'm going to save my family. 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 Look, it's between you and me, God. I heard what you said. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what they call me. I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my... I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you get that attitude in this old wicked of ours, if you don't have a desire to save your family, it ain't going to happen, is it? Maybe 60 years went by, 80 years went by, and they started getting the size of that thing up, and they had signs all around. Noah the wacko. Noah the fool. No, no, we're the idiot. No, no, we're the, the false prophet. We're, 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 we're prospering here. We're doing well here. There ain't no rain. Come on, Noah. What's wrong with you, Noah? Come on, Noah. Imagine Shem going to the hardware store getting nails. Walks by the signs. Noah's an idiot. The guy looks at the cross and kind of says, come on, Shem. Show with your dad. My dad walks with God. Sham, your, your dad's an idiot. Your dad's a fool. Your dad's wacko. I'll just take the nails. And somewhere along the line, that boy had to say, I'm sticking with dad. I'm sticking with dad. Don't get too smart for dad. Don't get too smart for dad. Noah said again, I'm saving my family. I'm saving my family. I'm saving my family. I'm saving my family. I got along down the end of the road. This big old boat now is taking form. and They got that one door out there, and it's near the 120th year. And They got crowds. They got Noah crowds now. 
They got Noah banners. They got all this stuff going. Noah's fool. Imagine the neighbors. Look at that idiot out there. Look at that fool out there. I can't believe it. I mean, all these. I mean, Noah, come on, 100 years, 110 years. Noah, what in the world? You don't know. This is ridiculous, man. Come on, Noah. Let's get close to that 120th year. Imagine that neighbor now. Just got that fresh cup of, I'm sure there's a latte coffee out there, you know. And he smelled something. The man walked over to the window. His wife started standing there, and she saw animals. Animals. Like they had never seen before. These animals were just, it's like the circus. Whoa, man, look at this. It started clicking. Start clicking. Have all these animals just. There's Noah. Big old door. Surprised as they are. Watching those animals. He didn't push them. If they came all that way, they came through that door on their own. Ooh. Could we be faithful for 120 years without a sign from God? Now, I guarantee you, when Noah woke up that morning and saw animals walking, it started inside. This is so good. My God's real. Those animals started walking up in that ark, walking up in that ark, and Noah, Noah, hey, the crowd, the town gathered now. They saw all those animals given, and they saw the, uh, the, the, the vast amounts of all the stuff that's brought in to feed those animals. And, and they say, yeah, Noah, you fool, you stupid man, you idiot. Noah, what are you doing? And Noah still had to wake up the next day and say, I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. You've know, you got to look yourself in the mirror. You're going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my I don't care what they say. I don't care what they talk about. I don't care if I make every news broadcast. I don't care how so much of it is. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save Because I can't answer anybody. I'm going to save my family. Save then all the animals got on. God told him, Noah, get your family in. Mrs. Noah walks in. Mrs. Sham, Mrs. Ham, Mrs. Japheth. The boys got in. Noah got in. And you know the story. And God shut the door. Hey, explain that to the folks on the outside. All the animals, the door shut by itself. Noah's in there. What are they saying now? They were in the ark seven days before it rained. So when it didn't rain, the people were relentless. Told you, Noah. Told you. You fool. You idiot. You wacko. I told you. Hey, watch it. You built the whole boat. You wasted 120 years of your life. You ruined your wife. You ruined your sons. You ruined your daughters. We told you. That. Hey, Noah. I don't care how many animals. How's it smelling there, Noah? What you doing there? Hey, what's going on there? Come on, you're a fool, Noah. Sham walks to the corridor, passes by him. What do you think? I don't know. 
Did God speak to Dad? 120 years? We're inside here? What do you think? And I'm not sure if there's a young man that was boyish enough to have the three that said, Dad walks with God. Dad walks with God. And then that first bolt of lightning. And that thunder that just went through that crowd, that rain started coming down. Those people saw this. They never saw it before. Those floods started coming around. You know what they started? They started knocking on that door, didn't they? I mean, I just say so, those little rabs that they tried to build to stay on top of the those little rabs didn't work. Those little rabs of just going to church on a Sunday morning and skipping out the rest of the week, those rabs don't work, do they? And those little rabs about, you know, somebody, I'll just read my Bible at home and I'll just have my little devotion and things like that. And I'll just play a little time out there on the land. I know God, I want to do what he says, but I'll do my, hey, I'll tell you something, those little rabs really don't work. When the storms of life come, you better be inside that boat. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my family. I'm going to save my, hey, I'm, are you going to save your family? Are you willing to be called a fool, a weirdo, jackpot, all this other stuff? Hmm. Listen, a different man will make a difference in his family. It was, it was Noah's godly living that affected those around him the most. Let's make this real clear. That means mom and dad, your children will stay in what that book says by the way they watch you live it. Amen. Just check it out. Do you really think Sham and Ham and Japheth were uh, built for 120 years or, or got inside the ark or, or, or see those animals come in and get all the fuel? Do you really think they would have done that if they didn't really have a lot of confidence in that? I guarantee day after day after day after they said these words. Just, my dad walks with God. 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 Hey, my dad said that it was going to rain. It's going to rain. And my dad said God spoke to me. He spoke. I know my dad. Hey, watch this. Your holy living will affect those closest to you. Is your family in? And before you run off and say, well, the preacher wasn't nice to my boy. Watch this. If they can go through the flood, folks, they can go over some gossip about the preacher, okay? Don't blame on the preacher. Don't blame on the staff. Don't blame on the school. Don't blame on the... Watch this. Mom and dad, that's directly related to you and I. There's five people important in my life. Terry, my wife. My son, Gabriel. Jesse, Maggie, Natty. I make six. Those are the five most important people in my life. I invest some more time in those five people that invest in my life. It's my family. How about your church? I'm not concerned about the church. I'm concerned about my family. You'd be concerned about your family? We've got a great church going. Don't expect a preacher to save your family. You save your family. Five people. Then Gabriel got married. Eh. Jesse got married, okay. When my girls got married, they're, they're not worth anything, okay. Son-in-laws are not worth anything. Until you have grandchildren, okay. Then they're worth something, okay. So now, now I've got nine plus, and we're doing pretty good. Is your family in? Don't blame the world. Mom, dad. I said this year, 
we got the laws passed in California, Proposition 8. Now a man's allowed to marry a man, a woman's allowed to marry a woman. Are you concerned about that? They can't reproduce. I'm serious. I'm not being unkind about it. Can I give you the real, what Princeton University, not, not Baptist, Princeton University put out the true statistics, okay? There's only one and one-half percent of people who live in America who are literally living as homosexuals, one and one-half percent. They have a big mouth. And you think through every place. No, they're not. No, they're not. Number two, the average lifespan of a homosexual is 41. 41. The average lifespan of a homosexual that has AIDS is 39. Can we just lay it out there? All you young people think that might be the thing to do. But watch this. It's the new thing on the block, so a lot of people are doing it. Like a girl's kind of holding hands with a girl, boys holding hands. Just check it. This is what happened back then, too. Just check it out. Watch this. The average union between a homosexual, two men and two ladies, the average union, I call it, it's not a marriage, it's union. God made marriage. God did not make unions between uh, two men and two women. But the average union between two homosexuals is 18 months. After 18 months, they divorce. That's the average length of a union between homosexuals. Can I tell you one last fact? In that average length of 18 months, there's over six infidelities, which means they exchange partners with somebody else. He said, well, that's not very nice. Folks, they've already committed the worst sin there is to go ahead and cheat on somebody who cares about that stuff. Now, watch this. I I preach against fornication. I preach against living together, shacking up all the other stuff. I preach against adultery, fornication. I'm going to preach against homosexuality also. But of all the things I've seen, that is the most wicked there is. Hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, watch this. Our dads, every place I go, I tell them how happy and married I am. Why? Because I'm going to try to save my family, save my family. Number one, a different man can save his family. Number two, a different man can change, make a difference for the future. Have you helped the future of this church? The future. What is this church known for? What is this church known for? We just had an old-time preacher going to the church, and he's taking notes on things. I've like taken a bunch of notes, and his church runs a lot bigger numbers than our church does. And he wanted to say, I just love the spirit of your church, man. I'm excited about being here. And I don't know, but I think we can pass down a good spirit. Uh, uh, watch this, Dad, dads, watch this. You're going to have to pass down something to your child. And so you ought to pass down maybe a faith. Uh, you ought to pass down maybe a, a church attendance. Uh, you ought to pass down maybe that we just go to Sunday school. Uh, uh, what, what, what are we passing down for the future? What, what is this church passing down for the future? Uh, these young kids come up to enjoy the gymnasium. Oh, it's not just basketball, field hockey, and things like that. What are we passing down in these buildings to give to the future? I mean, no one changed the future of the world. Uh, Noah saved his family. Noah kind of saved the future. Uh, uh, Noah saved his faith. I, I like that part that Noah just saved his faith. And he did not give up. Uh, he had a Bible. He had a prayer time. And he tried to help others, but he made a difference in his faith. I thought about that. He made a difference in his faith. We need to know what we believe and why, uh, why we believe it, and then we need to know how to communicate that. That's very important. As you and I pass down that faith, I know this. I've handed this Bible down to my sons. I've handed this Bible down to my daughters. And what does Bible really? It contains salvation. Salvation is in no other but Jesus Christ. It contains our morals and how we live. It contains our work ethic and how we're going to work every day. And son, I want you to have this. I want you to cherish it. And son, here it is. And God, it wasn't. He needs to say, Dad, live that book. Mom lived that book. It's not just a fairy tale. It's not just a say-so. I, I mean, Mom lived the book and Dad lived the book. If we're going to rear a family, we need to live by this book. He changed the future by changing what's it, by keeping to the faith. Amen. And man, we look at ourselves, okay, do I really live this book? 
I am a, uh, I'm a drywaller, okay? That's how I put myself through school. There's a few contractors here. And, you know, you go to a wall like this. You still have smooth walls. Had California done. They spray all that stuff on there now. But, see, I can tell you where just every seam is and every nail pop is. And, ooh, ooh, ooh. I have a 6-inch knife. I have a 10-inch knife. I have a 12-inch knife. I have a nice little metal pan, real sharp on both sides. And I can put a lot of mud on that thing, and I can put a lot of mud on walls. Listen, I can wield a knife. You put a baseball in there and I can hide it. How well do you know that book? Drywall's not going to save my kids. That book's going to save my kids. How good are you at this book? I mean, this book. If I were to, if I were to quiz your children, how many devotions did your parents have last week with you? How many times did your dad sit down and say, son, this is the book. This controls your life. This does everything. Dad, 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 dad look up. Dad, look up here. It ain't his job. It's not the staff's job. It's your job. Amen. See, Noah, different life Noah, helped his family helped the future. He held the faith. He, he passed out. I mean, sham, ham, Jeff must have really believed God was going to live this stuff because Noah did live this stuff. Noah did live this stuff. A different man can make a difference at any age. Sarah's 100 when she had a child. What was Abimelech doing looking at Sarah at 100 years of age anyway? Did you ever figure that one out in the Bible? Amen. Noah was 600 years old when he got done. David was a teenager. Little boy of the lunch, probably about 10 years of age. Number one, I said Noah made a difference in his family. Noah made a difference in his future. Noah made a difference in his faith. You can make a difference at any age. Number five, listen. A different man must not fear to stand out in a crowd. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink at all. I can't. It's a qualification for a pastor. It is, too. It says, don't change the qualifications, kick out the pastor. He's not drinking, okay? He had a bad golf day, but he didn't start drinking, okay? Look up here. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't chew tobacco. Good night. Who'd ever want to chew tobacco? Let's stick that stuff in there. And, you know, that's, that's what, six bucks a can now? Every time you spit, you throw 50 cents on the carpet. I'm, you know, 50, cent, 50 cents over there. Wasting a buck just like that. You know, swallow if you can enjoy it. I don't know. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't chew. Watch this. I don't look at pornography. I don't look at pornography. Man, you're weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am. I'm that old bigoted man that still believes the Bible, still believes in going to church, and still believes right, and still believes wrong, and still believes in saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't chew. I don't look at pornography. I don't cheat on my wife. Why? She don't let me. She told me she'd kill me, and she would. What would you do if your wife left you? I'd go with her. That's what I'd do, you know. Just I'd stay with her. Amen. I went back in my home state of Ohio not long ago, and
heard about my buddies who got married and divorced, and married and divorced, and kids all bust up. They said, how are you doing? I said, I've been married 35 years. They said, Tim, I'd give the whole world to be like you. I said, that's what it cost you. You can have the world. We say it, don't we, Mrs. Rule? We have a boring family. We have one wife, one husband. We only go to Christmas one place, our house. We only go to Thanksgiving one place, our house. I don't have to go over here with mom said, and I heard dad said, and stepmom heard and stepdad over here. We, we got a boring, my kids said, dad, we got a boring family, you know. We have pictures, just, just us, you know, we don't have all the other stuff going on. We got a boring family. I'm going to keep it boring. God help us, dads. God help us. There's Noah. They called him everything in the whole book because he walked with God. But he saved his family. We better look at our families. We better look at our future. We better look about how much of that book we passed down. We better look about what time we have left. We got to look about being different. I don't mind. I don't mind being different. I don't mind going to church. I don't mind being called the names I'm called. Why? Because I'm going to have problems in the world or problems with God. I'd rather have problems with God. Save your family. Save your family. Now, moms, I've used the male gender as Noah. But moms, let me just give a little bit of thought there, too. So your kids hear you hear a message about walking with God and being holy. And dad goes off to work and you turn the TV on and it's everything but holy. Mom? Mom? I don't know what I'm going to do with these kids. Teach them. Love them. Tell them how to be godly. How to be holy. Give them all the four-letter words, okay? Iron, wash, work. Those are good words, okay? I mean, they won't like them, but they'll be okay. You know, a different man is willing to try something for the first time. You know how many boats Noah built? You know how old he started? 480. But when Noah got done, do you remember the promise God gave them? That rainbow? You see, after Noah left, he left a mark. So how about you and I, at whatever age you are right now, think to yourself, I'm going to start doing something new at Open Door Baptist Church. I don't know how to teach. I don't know how to maybe uh, do construction. But I'm going to get in there and start doing something and bring my kids along with me and they're going to know that we're going to leave a mark here. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight, please? We'll finish up. If you go to California, you get on a road, this Route 99. It goes from Southern California all the way to Northern California. Our church rests right on Route 99. A lot of times it's a four-lane highway in our town. It bypasses four lanes. It goes down to two lanes. And when it goes down to two lanes, there's the last stoplight. You're out of town about two miles now. And when you go to that very last stoplight, you look up, there's 25 acres right there. There's a church. A church is a, a brick church. It's got massive pillars in front, white, 
very colonial, very, very churchy, probably really is. And you see the cupola that goes way up there. It's got a big old light on top of the cupola. And there's a big old cross up there. Our architect drove up 99. There's a small little curve that actually goes this way for you. It goes this way right here. As you come around that curve, he took 90 pictures about every 10 feet and put them in a panoramic thing. He saw the center axis where you see off that curve. And he says that this is where you're going to build your church, Pastor. I said, okay, I trust you. If you drive north on 99, all of a sudden you drive in daytime or nighttime. You come around that little curve. You look up, and there's a stately building just a quarter mile in front of you. Honestly, it's, it's, the big, it's, it's right there. It's right in front of you. I remember the day we put the cross up there. I remember standing on top of the cupola of the cross. It's 12 foot tall. and It's got another 10 feet below it. and had it anchored in there and bored all red iron. And I thought when I'm long, done, dead, and gone, they're going to see this cross. Tonight, would you leave something behind? Would you make a mark? Would you be different enough to affect your family, to affect your future, to carry that faith? Would you make a difference? But to make a difference, you must be different. I'm going to save my family. Father in heaven, would you help us tonight? Because, Lord, if we really don't take time and care to save our own family, we ain't going to save somebody else's. Lord, I'm not going to run around this world and try to save the whole world at my own family.